successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, hello, and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We have an exciting show today. We are going to have uh, some of the Grill Nationals in studio to talk about some very hot topics here going on in Kansas City and throughout the United States with current events and politics. It's going to be a fun show today. I want to start off by thanking all of our sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation. Uh, obviously, we have uh, Andrew Bash, the Bash Group Real Estate Company, one of the finest. He's a guest co-hosting contributor and will be joining us shortly. Uh, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law. John Kenny Hertz, who's a guest co-hosting contributor, will be joining us shortly. Uh, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, the, is also a guest co-hosting contributor today. I also want to thank Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co., Whiskey, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink, uh, for uh, being a part of Grill Nation here on our new station, Talk 980 AM. Uh, really appreciate all the support of all the sponsors again. And you can check all those out at grillnationshow.com and also on the talk980am.com website. Appreciate all the support. Um, so let's get started here. We have a new segment show for today. We have uh, Danny Pfeiffer, Andrew Bash, and John Kenny Hertz in studio here today uh, co-hosting the show with me. How are you guys? Excellent. Awesome. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for joining us, Andrew. We 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 st- started the show later today here on Saturday for you. You doing okay? I'm doing great. I had to uh, show a house and um, yeah, just had to show a house. Okay, <laughs> working hard. Um, but and, but I told the person they were going to write a contract on a million and a half dollar house, and I'm like, I we can't do this now. I got to go see the Grill Nation guys. Thank so you we, very much. So well, let's, well done. Well, let's yeah. get started here. Let's get into Dedication. some topics, guys. Um, a lot of stuff's been going on on the national level too, but I want to start here uh, in Kansas City. Uh, what do you guys think of the streetcar and how this has all progressed? I know uh, Kenny Hertz down there uh, from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm had some uh, thoughts on that off air. Well. I think first of all, first of all, I think the streetcar is most likely a very good thing for Kansas City because as you go to most major cities, they have public transportation that is very valuable. The one thing I think that is important is how it happened because Danny, you may know better than I do, but I don't really know how it happened. It was talked about and it was a, a hot topic for a while and then all of a sudden the construction started. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, look, I, this this has been a highly debated issue. It's been on the ballot a couple of times and had its challenges. I think this time um, the supporters were able to get it on the ballot in an election where they were able to drive the right amount of turnout to get the thing passed. The upside is we're going to get a streetcar. The downside is you have pretty low level of interest and in education in the community. And so I think right. there are a lot of people who don't really understand what, what's happening related to it. Well, and I, I live downtown, and I'll tell you – 
as much as, I'll, especially on this show, I've been a proponent of everything that's progressive that's happening and the construction and, and whatnot, but it is, it is difficult to get around down there right now because of the construction. I know that's obviously going to get easier with the streetcar, but I don't know how much it's going to benefit Kansas City uh, initially because it's going from the river market to Union Station. Right, right and that's always the big debate. Right? But you had to start somewhere. I agree you with that. It, I mean, the voters voted down the next voter to expand it, right? Because there was no, uh, no one's used it yet. So if you try to expand it, yeah, they, they voted that down, John. Or Andrew, you're giving me a weird look, a Bam Bam look over there. Well, is this a um, field of dreams, build it and they will come? What's, I mean, kind of. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think once, you know, if people are able to utilize it and get a sense for um, the benefit of it, then I think that the community will buy in. I really do. I mean, we've seen that, you've seen that in other cities for sure. For certain. So what about the public transportation versus the progression of a company like Uber? Because obviously for a long time, you know, public, it was hard to get around in Kansas City. It's hard to get a cab in South Johnson County. And, you know, I was actually. Are you in South Johnson County a lot? I'm, where do you <laughs> Well, I used to live in Prairie Village. It was hard to get a cab there. Yeah, that's that South, Johnson, South Johnson, Johnson County. For Johnny. Yeah. That's South Johnson County for me. That actually is South Johnson County for a large population <laughs> right. in Kansas City. But my point is, is that are we too late with the this progressive public transportation? Because I'm probably still going to take Uber. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Speaking of that, um, Let's get into another issue, guys. I want to kind of move through these quickly. The hotel, uh, downtown convention hotel. What are your thoughts on that? I know that it's it's gotten voted on. There's some there's some uh, kickback now and some negativity around it because of the the amount of money that it's going to cost the taxpayers. I think it's thirty five million. Uh, they gave up some land to the city did, and also too there's some issues with the uh, the the contract for the um, for the food and and it's not abnormal for them to do that. But I think Kansas City's used to having the caterers be able to work on convention hotel stuff. I think there are probably going to be a lot of little issues like that, but the, at the end of the day, um, we have to take a step back. The city has to take a step back and say, how do we compete with other cities our size for these for these conventions? Following uh, up on that, Danny, I want to ask you about that, because what worries me is that we just had a city election in yeah. Kansas City where there is a 12% turnout, right? 8% in Pot, 8% in Clay, and, and uh, very low in Jackson, too. So now anyone can get a ballot initiative with right. like 1,700 signatures, right? which you could go to your neighborhood uh, Brookside market or whatever and yeah, you know, and, and get those. And yeah. so what's going to happen is, is are people now going to be um, just – putting all this stuff on the ballot like this convention hotel or what you know i mean is it always going to be about there is there no representation by our city legislatures yeah i mean kansas city is a progressive city and we've had a lot we historically have had a lot of issues that go on the ballot i think it's it, to your point it does get easier as mm-hmm. less people engage um but i think but but you know i think the, the the city certainly city leaders have a role in defining um the future of the city and how it's shaped and and what it looks like and mm-hmm. i think this convention hotel is a good example of that great uh, not to get off topic but jason as a um elected official in the past what do you think about the 12 percent turnout for the uh, election i think it's pretty bad i mean i we had about 65 percent when i ran because it was a presidential year a midterm when you get about 40 maybe but, I mean, in, a, in a city that supposedly is progressive, right, What's a, what would be a bad year? Like 30%, 40%? We didn't even have, I think in the last mayoral race in 2011, I don't think it was 30%. I mean, maybe it was close, but it wasn't Yeah, you have to remember, more. these are municipal elections that are held in the off year, so usually in April or June now in Kansas City. So the turnout is always less than it would be in a presidential year, for example, in November when everyone votes, right? 
So that's always a little bit lower. But this year, 12% is, is really anemic. I mean, yeah. it's a really, you, it's you, a you terrible. You had any name recognition, you had a shot. Yeah. Um, John, I really want to ask you real quickly another question before we go to break about this minimum wage stuff in Kansas City. What, what are your, what's your take on that? Anyone have a take on that? Well, I guess not. We'll move on to the next. Yeah, topic I don't here. really. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, John just wants so, to get paid the minimum wage. John John has his own minimum wage, and he he can't disclose it. On <laughs> Did any of these safety issues in Kansas City scare you guys with any of the shootings that have happened at P and L or Westport throughout the summer? Have you heard about you know all this stuff? Does that affect your ability to go down there at all? No. There's always going to be shootings. It doesn't really affect you know my. <laughs> my, really I was expecting more from that than from you guys. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, I guess he's right." Uh, well, no, I, I got to be honest. I I wasn't aware that there was a shooting at PNL. There was at the Sprint Center. So I might have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hey, I'm so happy that Fourth of July came and went without any beheadings or mass murders <laughs> from ISIS. That I'm thrilled. I mean, I stayed in my room the entire. Well, yeah, you know, it's weekend. funny, Andy. This is a true left. story. I called my mom and said, "Hey, you're gonna come up and uh, shoot off some fireworks with the kids." And she said, no, I'm going to be with your grandmother. She doesn't want to leave the house because she's concerned about an ISIS attack. <laughs> we got to go to break, guys. Grill Nation, 980 a.m. We'll be right wow. back. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make Welcome back to Grill Nation. Talk 980 AM. Talk980AM.com. Here with some of the Grill Nationals today for a show. We're talking all about KC current events, uh, politics, entrepreneurship. They're all three entrepreneurs. So I wanted to do this next. I want to talk about some entrepreneurial topics. We started off as an entrepreneurial sh- entrepreneurial show. And we continue to talk entrepreneurship. Um, first off, for Andrew Bash, the Bash Group, uh, fine real estate company here in Kansas City. I want to know what keeps you up at night? And what doesn't in your business? In my business, what keeps me up at night? Yeah. Um, not very much. Why is that? I, I don't like, I mean, I think within, with my business, as long as I'm making an effort to talk with people and telling them the truth about what the values of their home are, is or what the value of the home they want to buy is. Um, I don't have a lot to keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the whole world crashes tomorrow, we're all going to be crashing together. So I guess I'll be looking at it differently. But, you know, I, I would I think, say this guy just got back from Big Sur, California. Yeah, I was week, I was going to answer the question for Andy. I think he's being a little bit uh, maybe. He doesn't want to say it, but I, I, oh, okay. I know what, this. What does keep I know, me up at night? I, know. I do call you. No, I, you do call me an email at 2 a.m., so I know you're up. Okay, that's true. But I know why you sleep well at night. Because Sugar you med- keeps me up, Because actually. you meditate. Yes. You and I are both meditators. I, I know this about you. And, we talked all, often about it. We need and, to get and, a meditation well, sponsor. And, Seriously. And, and Jason, no. Jason, Jason had said uh, off the air we were talking about um, advice to entrepreneurs. That was one of the things you said we might talk about. Yeah. And you know, usually people have all these business sort of uh, type answers uh, for that question, you know, advice you would give to entrepreneurs. Um, but Andy and I meditate, and I'm a big proponent of it, and I think it's one of the most, you know, important and critical things you can do when you are extremely busy and you have to make a lot of difficult decisions. Being able to clear your mind, being able to think through problems, um, and being able to sleep at night, Andy. Well, we've tried to get uh, Jason and John to, Johnny to join us on this 
um, meditation train, and they haven't really fully engaged yet. You guys missed the annual fitness show last week if you didn't listen on Fourth of July. Me and John are getting used to. We're going to start doing more of that yoga yeah. and. Uh, I'm not talking yoga and, and meditation. Danny already does I'm, yoga. I'm talking where you sit still quietly for 20 minutes a day regularly. I haven't done it for three days now, and as you guys already know, your, yeah, right. It says a lot about and, your morning. But even though I haven't done it for three days, I was able to get back in the groove much quick, much more quickly than I would have otherwise. And I do think that when you are meditating in with a regular practice every day that your ability to deal with things that come your direction is incredibly different than it is without meditation. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. And, and I have heard a lot from both of you about how you attribute a lot of your success to your meditation practice. But I think it's hard for a lot of people to, and Danny of course always says, well, if you think you don't have time to meditate, it's exactly the the reason you should be meditating. meditating. Yeah. So on well, that note, well, on that note, hold on, don't switch me yet because I want to tell you one thing. Why we all have a hard time doing that is because we are such an instant gratification society now with the way how quickly we get our information, how quickly we can get our food, how quickly we can do everything. So meditation right. takes 20 minutes once you get up to that level and you think 20 minutes sounds like five years of sitting still. <laughs> it goes by very quickly. And the benefit of it doesn't happen immediately. It's not like, okay, I meditated today, so now everything's going to be awesome. It's actually the exact opposite. Right. When you first start a meditation practice is probably, would you agree with this, the most psychotic you'll ever be in your yes. entire yeah, life. Yeah, I'm yes. out. I'm out. Right. Did you, what, 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 what should we be <laughs> no. doing on, what apps should we be using? How does this work Headspace. for our listeners? All right. So Danny has, uh, what's your gal's name? Uh, Emily Fletcher's Eva Meditation. You yeah. can Google her. She has some awesome YouTube videos that explain sort of the the tenets. And she she has. If, a, if a you're a lobbyist uh, and you are on DC and you make inordinate amounts of money, then call her. <laughs> right now, okay. if you're a real estate no, agent, call Headspace. Headspace dot <laughs> yeah. com. It's I think ninety two bucks the, for the year. Here's the thing, and this is this is very much about entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs. What do what do you talk to entrepreneurs? What are their biggest you know complaints usually about? you know, about the challenges they face, that they're too busy, that they're overwhelmed, that Not they don't time. sleep at night, they don't have enough time. What if you tell someone, hey, look, you can sleep better at night. You can think more clearly. You can solve problems easier. Um, you can be happier if you do this for 20 minutes a day. The science proves it out. It works. It's it's pretty amazing. Now that we're on summer vacation, a lot of people nowadays in July. So, so going off that, I wanted to ask you guys, any of you can step in here. Um, do you work when you're on summer for vacations? Yes. Oh, and is yes. that, is yes. that a good or a bad thing for you? Good. I mean, I mean, I take the same summer vacation my kids do. So I've been like, you know, sleeping in and eating lunch and going swimming every day. If that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I do that from like May 30th till I think I go back to work August 17th. So <laughs> oh, I thought you just send them off for summer vacation. No, no, I'm, I'm, with, month I'm at the pool. So my question oh, okay. is, when you're out of town or doing whatever, are you on your phone the whole day? I don't think it's about being on your phone the whole day, but I think completely disconnecting for more than two days causes me a lot of stress. So I appreciate having the ability to send out an email or a text. Yeah, like Andy, I have kids, and so when we vacation, we all vacation together. And you have to learn, Andy, you made a, I don't know if you agree with this or not, you learn techniques to manage it, right? right? So you want to have a vacation, you want to be present with the kids, you want to enjoy the things they do. So typically I'll get up early, kind of clear emails, clear texts, 
proactively manage some things, and then I'll check out for a few hours, and I'll come back to it mid-afternoon or later in the evening and well, just kind of manage the time. Well, and, and Jason brings up a, a, a great point for people that all – everybody says, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I want to own my own deal. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. There are really amazing benefits and an upside, but there's also a downside. Like, you you don't leave at 5 o'clock. <laughs> You know, you don't take a sabbatical. Your weekend is not necessarily your weekend, and your vacations are not necessarily your vacation um, or vacations. I, but that's a small to me. That's a small price to have to pay to be able to control the direction or the destiny that I'm headed towards. Right, but if you're serious about it, I think if you can really learn to manage the time and use it effectively, you can have the best of both worlds. Here's one other thing that I will tell you that I learned along the way is that. I would give, I would say this is pretty good advice for any entrepreneur is that it's okay to ask for help too. And so we all have people that work for us and you know, like I've got a law partner and there are times where, you know, he's got to ask me for help and I have to ask him for help. And if you don't, then I think you're putting yourself in a difficult position. Well, and that comes into another uh, conversation about entrepreneurship, which is, you know, the, the people you surround yourself with and the higher, higher you guys are sharing notes over there. Well, <laughs> no. So, so, so the, guy, is, the guy that wrote—I thought four, it was a headshot of Johnny that he started to take. For no, us. the guy that wrote the four-hour, the book, the uh, four-hour work week. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys met Tim Ferriss before? No, have you? You have. Look at that South setup. By Southwest. I mean, okay. You have a social media photo with him. Well, he's a he's a big <laughs> proponent of that. You are who you associate with. So. You know, and you, we talked about this, I don't know, a few weeks ago about being the sum of the four. five people you hang around with the most. You're, that's that's the average of who you are. Oh, God. Well, I mean, it's true. And so, no, you know, I mean, the fact that you guys meditate and are, are if it centered, wasn't for Mark, I don't the really common have denominator in this room would be very low. <laughs> Thank God for Mark. Hey, you guys were talking about people, um, uh, you know, you work with, or you hire. So I wanted to get into that. There was an article in Inc. magazine. Uh, I do get a. Uh, uh, monthly uh, magazine subscription. I don't know how it just started showing up in my house. I never. Uh, that was actually a gift subscription that I sent to you okay. for Christmas. I was waiting for a thank you note. Um, uh, one of the things there was an article about how do you decide who to hire, and one of the CEOs in there commented, "They say they try to hire people they would be happy sitting next to on a plane during a cross country flight." Hmm. What do you guys think about that? Because all of you have employees in your businesses. Um, how do you decide who to hire, and how does that process work? Well. Um I don't want to switch gears, but one of the coaches that I've worked with, that brings up another conversation about uh, The Walking Dead and that if it was in a zombie apocalypse, how would you decide who you would spend, like who would be in your crew, anybody who watches Walking Dead? And the gentleman told me anyone that I would be able to trip acid with. So it would be kind of like <laughs> a cross so that's, that's how you decide who to hire? Very, very comfortable. No, I would not want because to hire Because that's anyone. how I decide who I'm going to hire. You do? Yeah, yeah it's funny you, you, you went could, there. If yeah. you could dose with them, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I brought that up just in honor of the Grateful Dead final concert. That's what was my mm. lead in so that wasn't pointless. There was well, the point of it. I'll tell, you, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I think that uh, being slow to fire and quick to hire... Or sorry, quick to <laughs> slow either to, way, slow to either one either doesn't way. matter. <laughs> Just fire and hire slow, a lot. <laughs> slow to hire and quick to fire, I think, is a really good way to look at it because I don't know. We'll have some. We've we've had people in for you know three or four interviews before we'll actually hire them because a lot of times it's more if a person has a certain amount of qualifications that you can understand from a resume, then it becomes more about m- melding of personalities. Yeah, I would, you know, my firm's relatively small. I've probably hired fewer people than everyone else here. But I would say, you know, what I really look for, in fact, this happened to me earlier this year, is do they have the certain skills?
skill set and personality that could be molded and to do the job well. Not necessarily do they have experience doing what we do, right? Yeah. Because I can teach them the business. Yeah. But well, it's do they have the motivation, the drive in my business because it's a people business, the personality, and uh, can they be successful? And would they fit well within, because we're a small firm, would they fit well within the mix? Those are really the factors that I consider at the end of the day. The resume only matters so much. The other things they've done or the experience they've had only matters so much. Yeah, the resume just opens a door. Well, right. But you know what Johnny said uh, as far as slow to hire? You can hide crazy for a long time. I mean, you know, yeah. and I think all of us have probably had that experience. That happens a lot in my, in my dating relationships in the past. <laughs> well, in the past. Well, that's oh, wow. well, that was we a good talk save. about that? How do uh, we select uh, <laughs> people who we date, Jason? Uh, that'll be on a future show. <laughs> uh, we'll have the therapist in that day as well. well yeah. part, of, part of that, also, the hiring process, there are certain personality tests. One that I took, which I was surprised, surprised that I passed, but I did get hired. I think, Danny, you took the I same did, one. Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, yeah, But, yeah, yeah. but the, the Colby test is a really good, quick test. There's no right or wrong answer, but is it that tells the one you. you did? It was the Colby test? Well, that was Both one. We, it's an all-day battery, so you do the full oh, this, Yeah, that was different. That we did a bunch of them. We, I did the this Colby is, test. I've used DISC. I usually use DISC, the DISC test, you know? If you guys know what that is, personality. Where I just have coffee with them. If I like them, I hire them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm kind of like that, though, on some level. That's part of my problem is I do operate from my gut a lot, and I has gotten me into trouble in the past. Right now, it's worked in my we, favor. We will be going to break here, guys. Thanks for that awesome segment. Uh, you're listening to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man. I'm the Hello man. and welcome back to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and 980 Talk 980AM.com. You can also check out the show on GrillNationShow.com. I want to thank again all of our supporters and sponsors of the show Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Ertz Perry, Catalyst, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger and Co. Whiskey. Kansas City Power and Light District, and two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for keeping the show moving, and we're excited about the hour we have here on 980 AM every Saturday from 4 to 5. Thanks for also listening to us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio and for connecting with us on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. Is that the same um, Catalyst group from True Detective? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get to that in a little bit because uh, this guy's going places. I guess Danny <laughs> yeah. over there. Um, guys, one of, the, one of the things that we've been seeing a lot in the news lately, there's a lot of stories... Uh, you know, you have Bill Cosby's uh, situation. You have uh, recently there's been a story this week about Jared from Subway. Uh, Donald Trump is doing all kinds of unique things. Uh, we'll get into the presidential race in, in later on. But um, what do you guys think of all this? I mean, there's all kinds of different competing things. And, Danny, I know that you kind of yeah. have a theory on this, which huh. a lot of business folks uh, should should understand and know. Well, it's no, it's not a, it's not an idea of mine. Something I, I read a book a couple of years ago. It was really interesting called The Hypomanic Edge. Um, and it was by a psychiatrist by the name of John Gartner. And he, he says it's uh, the link between craziness and success in America. And he really has, uh, has this, uh, he has studied this for his career and talks about this idea that the things that make America so rich and powerful, the, the pe- people's unique energy, creativity, enthusiasm, propensity for taking risks, mm-hmm. also, while it has many upsides in the, in, in the ability to lead world economies, it also has some downsides. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that play out every day, right? Right. I think we do, too. What do you think about that, Andrew? 
with regards to the people we talked about? Um, I mean, you know, child pornography, Cheetos, and Subway sandwiches are always going to lead to a downside. I can tell you that. <laughs> so from Jared's, I mean, I'm, the weight loss was the upside, right? Right. He lost a lot of weight. The downside is he started to look better. The further downside is instead of, I, well, I'm going to stop there. Okay, but John, you've read. I, I, I read yeah. this book a couple of years ago. It was really meaningful to me. It helped me understand you know, a you lot wrote, about my right. a lot about my own personality and psyche. And I, I actually gave a copy to John because I think I thought that it would be. And he and he took he he read it. Uh, I, John, what was your take on it in terms of as entrepreneurs? You know, people you know, um, what is it that drives them and motivates them? Well, I I, I think that the book was very. Uh, apropos to a lot of the individuals that we deal with in the entrepreneurial world, right? It, it's basically describes this, um, intersection between crazy and successful and people oftentimes that are willing to take these wildly ambitious and grandiose ideas and or thoughts of the world oftentimes end up in a very depressed state when those things don't work out. So it's a really, it's a, it's about ebbs and flows of the personality type that is this crazy, ambitious, and oftentimes successful individual. Right. And so you have a guy like Donald Trump who has taken wild risks in business, filed for bankruptcy, and is one of the wealthiest men in the country, um, who's now running for president and then sending off crazy tweets to, right. you know, guys who write there's a family. Fine. <laughs> so, you know, it's that dichotomy of the, 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 the craziness that makes you successful. Well, that craziness also can, and, also and now he can destroy He's you. losing a lot of his, his, his sponsorships along sure. with that with ESPN is now distancing itself. Uh, we've seen other, uh, the, the Miss Universe pageant or whatever has distanced itself. So well, he's kind of shocked by but, it, I think. But guys, right. the, yeah, but the, here's the Andrew has something to say here. Like, the idea, the craziness can be kept in check uh, on your way up, right? But then once you get to that level of success, like a Donald Trump, then you kind of, then you think your craziness is okay to share with everyone because you're Donald Trump. And that's that narcissistic, like, approach to living that you the balance is, I think you have to be slightly crazy to want to do some of the things that entrepreneurs and successful Hypo people want to do. Hypomanic. Yeah. Read the book. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Bam, bam, bash. Oh, there was no bam, bam in that. I've got some of bam, bam for later. You know, one, one other thing that I want to say about that book is that he relates this as a, as a very American trait. And unique, yeah, to America. What he, is, who's the author again? John Gardner. Yeah, he's John a Gardner. Uh, psychologist, okay. Dr. Gardner. He, it is we should have thing. him on the it show. It is an American thing, you're saying? Well, he says that it is a very American trait, and it, it is that's kind a typical. Of, I bet he's an American. <laughs> no, the that's idea, the idea, think, it's been oh, a couple it's, years since I've like No, Americans. you're right, right. Yeah. The, <laughs> of course, that's yeah. just how we as Americans are. No one else in the world uh, ever did anything until we showed up. <laughs> well, now we're you, crazy and really Andy, and Andy, as you know, as, as your good friend, I'm going to gift you the book. As I, as you mentioned, I'm going to write a nice note and I'm going to bring it over to your house. And let you read it. I do believe I don't. It's been a while, John. You may remember, but I think in the pref, or early in the book, he talks about it is actually unique to America, right? And it goes back to the way that the country was founded, the people who founded the country, the risks they inher- they took mm-hmm. in coming over and risking their own lives, um, and and so it is sort of unique. The last thing I'll say about this: it's just like anything that if it's in excess, it's probably going to be damaging, and if it's controlled, then it can create a lot of success 
you have to surround yourself again with people that will keep you in check. And a lot of times, if you're That's surrounded by too. yes men that say, "Yeah, everything you do is okay and great," then you might end up in trouble when you get more successful. Which, which is what we see with a lot of people that have this a huge explosion of of fame and success. Whether it's Britney Spears, Justin Jared Bieber. from Subway, Justin Bieber, and it's almost like then you create this hypomania because. Not only are you kind of crazy to begin with and you take these risks and you experience some success, but then you have everybody around you telling you that everything you do is okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go crazy. That sounds about right. Guys, I, uh, we're talking to, uh, John Kenny Hertz, Andrew Bash, and Danny Pfeiffer, who are Grill Nationals, supporters of Grill Nation, and are all in studio today for a new little, little topic segment we're doing here. Um, let's play off that then. I want to talk to you about CEOs then because should CEOs, at big companies or entrepreneurs step outside the company walls uh, to take stands uh, on different issues. I mean, that's causing them a lot of backlash. What are the good, the bad, and the ugly of that about getting involved in your community and stepping out on social issues if you're a CEO of a business? I mean, I think that we look to people that are in positions of power, whether they're movie stars, CEOs, or political figures, Mm -hmm. um, for that type of advice sometimes because people are interested in how they got to be you know in the position that they're in but i don't always think that it's i mean it's the same as as anybody else's opinion i mean you could ask a guy walking down the street you know there's a guy that uh a homeless guy outside of the iphone store that i talk to every once in a while because sometimes he says some of the most profound things that you <laughs> might hear the guys in the shoe shine shop on the plaza I'm telling you, those guys are, they have, <laughs> their, great. they have their hand on the pulse when it comes to what's going on in Kansas City. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's just those types of people are in the spotlight. I don't think their opinions are any better per se. But does it, it hurt their business? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think it's a balance. I mean, at the end of the day, as an investor, if you're an investor of a company and the CEO does something that damages the company in a way, you don't want them doing that, right? They have a fiduciary responsibility as a CEO to run the company to ter- make it profitable and to return investment to their investors. Um, so I guess from a very fundamental perspective, the answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. But well, the reality we, is that we don't live in a perfect world, we, and we live in a world where people who are given a certain amount of power or create wealth have a responsibility to give back, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a balance. I mean, my friend Sean Storms, who uh, writes for the Business Journal, had, uh, name drop. Well, I'm just <laughs> trying to be like Grill. Uh, uh, he had an article about uh, the um, what Chick Fil A deal and the, yeah. how the guy came out right. and said he you know whatever he said he was he was against the uh, marriage thing and how everybody was worried it would hurt the business because of the boycotting and what ended up happening is it actually helped the business because all these people that found out that that the company actually stood for something mm-hmm. that aligned with what they thought they went there in droves right. and their numbers went through the roof which everybody thought oh the boycott will hurt them and whatever. I think it's important for all of us to stand for something. I agree. You know, and if you're a CEO, you're going to stand for something. If it hurt, I mean, obviously you have a, uh, you got to worry about your shareholders, but you also have to worry about being true to who you are. Sure. And you have to realize these to CEOs are people too, right. Jason. You're right. And it's, it's, what's the bottom line there? Right. And that yeah. leads me into my next question for Jason, which is, you know, it's, it's a simple one. What do you stand for, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Well, answer it first. Uh, I'm a big community involvement person, so I stand for being a part of your community, getting involved, helping out your common fellow man, and uh, being supportive of all the people, no matter all your friends and family and, and business partners, because I like to see everyone's tide rise. 
Which, so that's that's I like that answer. Uh, when is the next election that we should be looking? At? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. What are we running for? The cream think, puff do answer, you think right? that if Grill ran for office again, that he would we be part of his staff? We would have to be like right. the we consultants. Would have to be, consultants. No, no, we would have to be. You know, we would have to be like early supporters. I'm already an early supporter. I just want to produce a commercial. Oh God! I think I we are right now. To do a grill commercial. Let's oh, start gosh. it right now. No, let's not. get the outline let's going. Not. Um, we got about a minute left in this segment, guys. Um, I'm trying to think about some more questions I had pinned up for you. Oh, on the Supreme Court decisions. Um, that's kind of a couple weeks ago, but right. Um, what were your thoughts on kind of the bigger ones with gay marriage and healthcare? And Was there a gay marriage decision? <laughs> yes. I didn't hear or see anything about that. It's about equality. Yes, you might have heard about it. You were in Big Sur. They don't have TVs there, I don't think. I, I have to tell you, I was really surprised at how many people that uh, were friends of mine on Facebook that are seriously from the way, way, way religious right that I had to unfriend as a result wow. of that. I, I didn't have any idea. Well, I, I support everyone's opinions, obviously. Yeah. I, I am a believer in what we talked about with Caitlin. Like, hey, you know, it makes sense to me that, that gays should have the same rights as anybody else. I think it's I think funny that, that you just say everyone's beliefs. You just say Caitlyn, and now everyone thinks of Caitlyn Jenner or The Bachelorette. Those are the only two Caitlyns that came to my mind. Uh, I, I think more. Caitlyn well, because Jenner. we talked to Caitlyn a couple weeks ago. It's like she was a, she was a great guest. Um, okay, guys. Well, uh, let's go into our next segment. We're going to talk about some TV stuff. I wanted to get into with True Detective, which is a hot show on HBO, and also talk about you guys were able to preview the the new season of Ray Donovan. Yeah, right. on Showtime. Let's get into that. Uh, also, we'll Can have we a lot talk of about Walking Dead. We'll I watch that show. I don't watch the other ones. <laughs> we'll talk about Johnny. Johnny at the uh, premiere of Magic Mike XXL last week. <laughs> we'll be right back on Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation, Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. We're joined again by uh, some of the great co-sponsors and guest co-hosts of Grill Nation. We have on once a month together, uh, John Kenny Hertz, Andrew Bash, and Danny Pfeiffer, who are all entrepreneurs and business owners, and uh, very opinionated as well. We were talking about, uh, before the break, about True Detective. It's a show on HBO that I loved. I loved the first season with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, a lot of people have been upset with the f- second season. Uh, it's too complicated. There's all these interwebs. Uh, that's why I think they have the highway monologue at the beginning with uh, with being in L.A. But uh, you guys were, were pretty big fans of the show. Let's talk about it. Um, I think it's one of the better shows on television, True Detective. I think the second season's been pretty good so far. I've been very, very excited about it. Colin Farrell, I think, has done great. Vince Vaughn is kind of coming around now after the third episode last week. The next episode will be tomorrow. What do you guys think? Well, I think critics do what critics do. They're going to criticize it, right? I mean, that's their job at the end of the day. But I'm a huge fan. I loved season one. I mm-hmm. thought it was one of the best shows last year on TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Um, all the same people are still involved. Woody Harrelson, the, the whole crew. Um, and I think, yeah, it, this this is a diff- different story, right? This is a challenge. It's like American Horror Story or other, other shows who choose to uh, do – Season by season, yeah, it's just tough. I've never watched a show like that until this one. Yeah, American Horror Story is the same concept, right? It's some of the same actors, even, but a different story every year. And so you develop a fan base, right, who get used to and like, who get attached to the characters or a storyline. And I think it's hard to transition them sometimes. But so far, the story's great, the acting's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Vince Vaughn, 
uh, Rachel McAdams, they have a woman yeah. character this time. Right. Uh, I mean, I love Taylor. the show. I think it's great. It is complex, and I think that's part of what keeps people coming back is this character development that takes an entire season. Season, and then of course with it's like a brand new show, but the same a similar concept, which is interesting. I've never watched. Yeah, it's a show sort like of that a either. dark drama. I mean, yeah. they've stayed in the same. You know. But do you guys think it's too complicated? I mean, I'm I'm reading the uh, the, the post show stuff on the internet, and it's. There's things in there that I miss, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize that. That's how that worked out. I don't necessarily think it's too complicated. I mean, all sh- those shows are complicated. I mean, that's the point all of it. I of mean, them are even the first season was that way. I mean, the writing is very complex, and there's a lot that happens. And to your point, I hadn't read any of the the the, anal- the, the cr- cr- criticism of it or any of the post show analysis. But the it, the reality, the reason I like it is you can watch every episode two or three times and not be bored with it because mm-hmm. you do see you experience it different. It it's, is right. It's not quite as complex as Republican presidential hopeful Donald Trump's show, The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> that, Which is that that's going? Soon. That's going off the air now, isn't it? The Celebrity Apprentice. I, I mean, they really. I mean, that show went on. I feel like eighteen seasons too long. <laughs> I didn't it, even know it was still on. It, it isn't anymore. I don't it's think. like I think uh, the what's plug. the show where they team up and travel all over the world. Amazing race. Yeah, that show just, is You know what the on. Republicans should do? Just take that concept for the presidential primary. I would love and that. And just run no, The Apprentice. That's not a bad idea. Right? Be interesting. Let's just put them through, through some tests. <laughs> or or they, they should they take the concept from the show Silicon Valley and put them all in the same house and make them live together and maybe like similar to Big I don't Brother, watch a show. Could we we watch Silicon Valley? Valley. I love exactly Silicon Valley. We should do. You and Johnny. I, I watched one in the White House. The White House. Really? You guys Big should, Brother in the White House with all yeah, the presidential, all the presidential hopefuls. hopefuls. Big Brother in the White <laughs> House. We film that it would be and we can vote. Show. That's how we Speaking vote. Speaking of that, I want to get into that real quickly. Um, they just That's announced the Republican first Republican debate would be on August sixth, and it's going to be a Fox News debate. And there's probably sixteen candidates that are will be in the race. What about Carly? She. she okay, so here's one? the deal. Here's the deal. So it's going to be a the only the top ten candidates can get on the, the first debate. So there's all these techniques about when did people announce too early? Are they going to spend money for national um, advertising because they have to get into the top ten in rolling polls to make this first debate? If they don't make this first debate, they're going to their poll numbers are going to drop because they're going to be no no one's going to care about them. So Ferrino and you know Bobby Jindal and these other guys are barely outside the top ten, I think, in polling right now. And so you might see this first debate, and six people automatically are going to be yeah being cut from the list because they're not going to be on national television. So it's fixed. It's not fixed, but it's like they're they're trying to Maybe figure the, out. The primary should be like all star voting now. We each get thirty five oh. votes from each email <laughs> address. So here's here's the million dollar question: Will more people watch the first Republican presidential debate or the season premiere of Ray Donovan next Sunday? This Sunday, Ray, Ray Donovan. Well, tomorrow. it'd be an easy question if it was like season premiere of The Bachelor or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which I watch that every week. I've loved this season of The Bachelor. You've watched like every season. I mean, you like you're 15 years in on this. This one is really good. It what is, what is very it? Good. You're not. You're too old and too male to still I, be watching. I the Bachelor. submitted John's application. They're going to be in Kansas City. Did you City, try to Missouri get on next right. week? Did you ever try to get on? <laughs> no. So no, that, I have that, not. That uh, probably that was not. stems from my uh, my Magic Mike. Uh, yeah. How was how tape. was Magic Mike XXL John? Uh, Were you sad I, that um, I, that Matthew McConaughey wasn't in the second uh, sequel? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. 
No, I didn't see the first one. Were you surprised and confused by the dreams that you had after? You <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, strike me as the kind of movie therapist? where you need to was see. It, can we was do some dream analysis? One? This can't be what I think it was. 96% of the people that went during the opening week were female. 96%. And John Kennyhurts. If there was a movie, if, if there was a movie that was like magic, you know, Mary, I mean, and it was the other way around. You yeah, really think I agree. It was, it was a movie. Popular. It was called Debbie it's Does Dallas and Behind the Green Door. Those yeah, but nobody went to the season premiere of either of those. But so as, are you saying as a man, do you feel, do you feel objectified by this? Yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Especially after that fitness episode last week that we did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, but, um, okay, you were talking, Danny, about Ray Donovan. Yeah, I think it's one of the best shows on TV right now. And it's now. on Showtime and it's premiering tomorrow. Correct. But you've already seen a cut of the, uh, the season episode. The we, we, we've premiere. seen John Danny and I, and I, John and I last night. night, I'm going to give a shout out. John and I last night, uh, ordered some char bar. Yeah, we went back to the house and we watched the uh, the first episode. <laughs> Andrew and I are looking Girl, at each other. You, like, what is going on? When do we get invited to these? They're events? in like a book club. They have a char <laughs> bar together. Where are you and I? When, when should we do something together? I don't without know. Them? Let's let's figure out a movie to watch. So you guys, do you watch it? Donovan? Yes, I watched it all. Yeah, don't all you think it's one of the best shows? It's very good. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. Um, I mean, I'll start watching if I can get some char complex, bar at your house. It's not as complex as True Detective, obviously. No. The second season, I watched rewatched the last episode the other day. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, Much more like a Soprano, sort of a Sopranos vibe in L.A. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, you guys give good reviews to the the first episode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I will say, I think this this season's gonna if if the first episode is any indication of how good the season's gonna be, it'll probably it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. Um, really good character development. They're shaking it up a little bit. Um, Ray is becoming a little more independent. Um. And going out on his own. One other so. show that I watch fairly religiously is Veep, which oh, God. Danny with all. I mean, I don't know. I've been to DC with Danny, where you know he does his lobby thing, and and you see that world, and it's. I know that it's uh it's a comedy, so they they play on a lot of the stereotypes, but a lot of them are fairly true. Well, also, can I just say I have a big crush on Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean. I did meet her at South by as well. Did really? You not meet at South by Southwest. No, I really did. They had the cast of Veep. They we should do like a game on this show where we you say who, sound what celebrity has Jason which Grill celebrity has Jason Grill not met. <laughs> yeah. We need a, we need she, a sound she, effect for girls. She did name a drops. Uh, like a, a forum. Right? She's so awesome. She talked and she literally could be on the. Sh- she would be just like this. She talks like us. She's chill as heck. She's. Totally, Every series totally that she's cool. involved in, I think, is really fantastic, and she does. And she she carries all the water on Veep. Obviously, I mean, she's the main character. We could play awesome. the game. How many Republican presidential hopefuls have you met? Ready, Marco Rubio. <laughs> I have not met any of these yes. guys. Rick Perry. Yes. Bobby Jindal. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dennis Michael Lynch. Who? John. Never mind. Uh, John, we got we got to wrap the show up, man. Um, guys, uh, appreciate you guys coming in today, and uh, that was a quick show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate you. Those are good topics and, uh, all your insight on business and entrepreneurship is, is very great for the listeners. So thanks for coming on Grill Nation. Thanks for having us, man. Andrew, thanks thanks for showing up, Andrew. Hey, thanks for waiting for me, you guys. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week on Grill Nation. Check us out at grillnationshow.com and on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Have a good one. Take care.